Hey everybody, it's Michael Douglas, and welcome to Music Makes Me High. And you know, yeah, I got something to talk about. Hey everybody, it's Michael Douglas, and welcome to this edition of Music Makes Me High, a Dr. Pundit podcast. And on this edition of the show, uh, the podcast, we're going to be talking about Linda Ronstadt's 1980 album, Mad Love, the one that critics had her flirting with punk, of all things. Let's get it kicked off with the title cut from that 1980 LP. Here's Linda Ronstadt with Mad Love on this edition of Music Makes Me High.
I guess the reason this album means a little bit more to me is that I this was the album that really got me interested in Linda Ronstadt as an artist. You know, I'd heard of her in junior high and those kinds of things, and I actually bought this album when I think it was in the eighth grade uh, after he, really hearing um, um, her uh, remake of uh, Hurt So Bad, which will certainly hear from in this podcast and i bought the the cassette uh and um i really liked it i wouldn't go as far as to say this is a punk sounding album i think it's you know critics need to categorize her and and you know and and this and that because she surely didn't uh make that a uh, permanent career choice so let's get further into the album we just heard the title cut mad love right now we're going to hear party girl And after that, we'll talk about her hit singles from this album. Once again, Linda Ronstadt from the LP Mad Love. Here's Party Girl on Music Makes Me High. Party with 
we're up to tracks three, four, and five of Linda Rodstadt's 1980 LP, Mad Love. And these are the three released singles from the album. First, her top 10 hit, her number 10 hit, How Do I Make You, followed by I Can't Let Go, and then her biggest hit from the album, the number eight song, Hurt So Bad. Of course, my favorite of the bunch is the latter track, but you know, all three were decent singles, and actually the How Do I Make You track, the one that I guess critics have glommed on to as being the punk track, uh, was... Um, probably my least favorite of the bunch uh i don't know it just uh feels a little forced but uh again this was the advanced single from the album um that radio stations played before the album came out in the spring of 80 and uh a good lead off to the album and um actually i think i read somewhere that uh, the inspiration to the album or the song's sound was that uh, of uh, uh, My Sharona, the kind of arrangement by The Knack, uh, which was uh, the number one song of the entire year of 1979, number one song by uh, by The Knack, um, their only top 10 hit. And I think their lead singer died this past year in 2020. Anyway, uh, a good trio of songs, pretty much back to back to back on the album let's get it kicked off tracks number three four and five from the 1980 album mad love here's linda ronstadt with how do i make you followed by i can't let go and hurt so bad on music makes me high
Can't let go. Now, this is, and you have a habit of this, and we're going to go through some of this. You have a habit of taking songs that another female vocalist, in some cases, has done, and they sort of made it like Evie Sands, right? Chip Taylor wrote the song, but Evie Sands sort of had a hit with it. so bad that was a number eight single for you but little anthony and the imperials right did the original
the things in terms of songs, Warren Zevon was kind of a challenge. His songs didn't meet, the, I don't want to say meet or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you kind of said it was a tricky, tricky slope with Warren. It was hard to fit in his songs into my voice sometimes. So tell me more about what that. What I missed was accidentally like a martyr. I always wanted to record that. Oh, what a great song. Oh, you could have killed on that. But but let, talk to me about not fitting your voice. Is it more because you were like this and he was like, because he was jittery? I need to have a long, high, I don't like short note songs. I don't like singing a lot of short notes. And he's jittery. He's like, bum, 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 yeah, bum. But, but, but poor Pitiful Me had a good chorus. Yes, it did. Linda Rodstab there in an excerpt from a 2019 episode of the Rhino Music Podcast where she talks about her life in music. Of course, she's diagnosed with Parkinson's, not able to record again. But I included it um, not because of the Poor Pitiful Me reference there, a track from 1978 featured in the movie FM and on her second greatest hits album, out of the scope of this discussion. Uh, but the beginning of the uh, the segment I played there for all of you was uh, about her conception of the song "Hurts So Bad" and uh, and uh, what the re- the interviewer was kind of talking about her using a lot of other people's songs, um, but her spin on them was what was memorable, that kind of thing. I guess that's true. Um, in this period, she was doing a lot of music uh, that uh, uh, was first written by other people, but uh, she arguably made them much more memorable. And "Hurts So Bad" is definitely a case in point. Um, let's get on to the second half of the vinyl album. Hurts, uh, <laughs> Mad Love. I'm talking about vinyl. Uh, and the last five tracks of the album are in this order. Look Out For My Love, Cost Of Love, Justine, Girls Talk, and Talking In The Dark. So, uh, you know, lesser known tracks here, but it basically, you know, th- this album is good while it you know may have been panned somewhat by the critics uh, i think it was an easy target it really is a guilty pleasure and it, you know it's still carries through with enough of her southern california uh red yacht rock is what we would call it today sound that i think made this album um a really really interesting gem so let's kick off the second side of mad love by Linda Rodstadt from 1980. Here's Look Out For My Love, and then after that, we'll hear Cost Of Love on this edition of Music Makes Me High, a Dr. Pundit podcast. You're on it You're on it now 
Cost of Love right there. Before that, we heard Look Out for My Love, uh, an Elvis Costello composition. And actually, she'll be ending out the album with another Elvis Costello composition we'll talk about in a second. Coming up is a song called Justine. And a lot of fans um, really wanted this to be a release from the album. Um, I think it's a very strong number from her. A lot of the critics... uh, basically pan this album, um, uh, you know, criticism of, of, of wanting to be a punk rocker aside, um, you know, a lot of people just kind of said she really kind of sang by the numbers, especially on the, on the second half of the album. While that may be true in comparison to the first, because, you know, she really comes out swinging on pretty much all the tracks, the first five tracks of the album, um, it is a little bit more pedestrian on this side of the album, but still just as compelling. And the track Justine is part of that. So let's get right into it. Justine from the 1980 LP Mad Love. And then after that, we'll uh, hear Girls Talk. And then uh, we'll get ready to end out the show. This is Music Makes Me High, the podcast.
You know, there's another good reason to really like what Linda Rodstad has done throughout her career. She hasn't been afraid to to really go uh, and try a lot of musical styles. And, you know, from my standpoint, they've all been fantastic. I mean, um, shortly after this period, she released another more mainstream pop effort, um, Get Closer, from 1982. But after that, she went into pop standards, worked with Nelson Riddle, uh, What's New in that era. Then, uh, of course, she uh, is well known for her trio efforts with Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton. I, I mean, I could go on and on. There was Frenesi. Um, there were forays into Lush pop in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, she uh, revisited the pop charts again by the end of the decade in 1989 with Aaron Neville. Uh, and, you know, she's just had a great career and um, she's a great artist. And we're going to end out this edition of the podcast with the final track from the LP Mad Love. A song called Talking in the Dark, another uh, Elvis Costello number, and I think this one has more of his imprimatur on it. And, uh, you know, it's a good song, a good song to end out the album with. Again, Mad Love from 1980, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, yes, it's a guilty pleasure, but uh, emphasis on the word pleasure. And uh, a great album uh, just to really soak in a great sounding pop album um i really like it and it sounds just as vital 40 years after its release and there you have it episode five of music makes me high is in the books i hope you liked it if you do please rate as such on your favorite podcast services spotify apple music google anywhere you get them and take a moment to visit the website drpundit.com uh it's you know political pontifications but there's also a media section where you can see all the radio stations uh, that i have up and running as well once again thanks for listening to the podcast and um hope to hear from you uh, uh again thanks a lot
Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to Music Makes Me High on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you download your favorite podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, keep the music playing. And don't forget to think about what you're listening to.